you're way better off leaning into it when it's hard. Don't run from it when it's hard because then you're teaching yourself, hey, when it gets hard, I push through. When it gets hard, I push through. And then you start having momentum where, yeah, maybe you're not gonna have your biggest days every day, but now you're creating momentum where it's like, yeah, even if I sold two today, well, I've got momentum for tomorrow because like law of averages, I know if I sold two today, like that's a 15 day tomorrow. And then if tomorrow ends up being a two day, it's like sick, like I'm due for a 20 day. Or it's like, dude, like regardless of what I'm due for or not, I'm just proud of how I'm working when it's hard. And then you have breakthroughs and you have success as opposed to Everybody, welcome out to the DDD podcast. I'm your host, Roz. Uh, we got our Golden Door deep dive segment today. So we got a real treat. We're blessed to have Alec Withers with us. Alec, how you doing, man? Good. Stoked to be here. Dude, absolutely. So this is how many summers now? Um, I just finished year six last year. Oh, jeez, dude. Yeah. Six years of, of hard grind. Um, so you're at Grit Marketing. Have you mm -hmm. been with them? Most of that time, I know Grit's fairly like a few years sure. new, but like, what's your story? How'd you get in the industry? Yeah, um, so I served an LDS mission. Um, I was in London, England. I was there from 2015 to 2017. Um, got Ooh, back. You can knock doors for the Brits. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I learned uh, proper English out there. Um, came back and a sister from my mission, she reached out. Her husband had sold and it was he was at Green X and I was like, sure, I'll come check it out. Looked into it, I was like, yeah, door-to-door -door sounds good. I don't know if it is all it's like cracked up to be. Yeah. And um, I was like, I told the guy no originally. Long story short, things changed, decided, okay, cool. I'm gonna go out, sold three years for Greenix. That was awesome, worked with amazing people. I've really worked with the same people since year one. And then um, three years in, then Grit started and you know, I've worked with John Taylor, really. John Taylor was my manager for yeah. a year, so I've worked with him ever since. So here we are, still, still <laughs> one, going at it. One thing's led to another. <laughs> what, what made you change your mind to uh, end up selling? Um, it was like, I, I think I'd gone back from my mission, and it was like, I want to stay here in Utah. I want to have like a social life and be like, enjoy being here. Maybe work at the MTC, which would have been an awesome option. And then just decided like, you know what, my, I had a roommate that had done door-to-door, -door yeah. and he had done well, and I was like, you know what, like, I might as well try it. I was doing accounting at BYU, too, and the accounting program is pretty, like, you need to, they don't want you to work while you're in school. Mm. And so I was like, okay, if I can make enough money in the summer where I don't have to work, then this would make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, the, the classic, like, oh, I'll just do yeah. this in summers between semesters. And then here we are. <laughs> and then you end up getting hooked. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Commission's too good, baby. But um, so six summers, where all have you been? Yeah, I've sold in Philly, Jersey, Columbus, um, Columbus again, and Louisville that summer, Boston, and then Chicago last summer. Okay. Okay. What's been your favorite market, you think? Um, I always make sure my favorite's just wherever I'm at at the time. Okay. Be um, where your feet are. That's right. I I love I really love Chicago this last summer, and I th I feel like my favorite like fun city to hang out and do stuff in is Chicago. 
But I try to always like, you know, area wise, it's like it's all the same. It's doors, people, and you know, same amount of deals. Yeah, because you've kind of been all over the map. Do you feel like there is a very distinct difference between people in different areas? Sure. I think there's definitely like differences where East Coast, it's probably in general a little bit more fast paced. Yeah. And you know, in in Jersey and some parts of Philly, it's like maybe a little higher income than like Midwest. Um, and I think just the secret to like crushing it in any market is like getting there, figure out what's different and what you need to do to adapt and then like hitting that over and over again. Yeah. Where it's like if I sold the exact same in New Jersey as I did in Kentucky a few years ago or Chicago this year, it's like you're going to have a lot more variable like results. Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. Um, So now let's kind of dive into the Golden Door history Uh, this last summer. What what was your story getting to the Golden Door this year? Yeah, um, this year. So it's interesting. Two years ago, I did Golden Door, um, and then last summer I didn't. And last summer I worked like really hard, and I'm like super proud of my work ethic. And I just choose to live my life with no regrets. But I was like, you know what? Like, I think there's sometimes a feeling, and maybe it's just me, but maybe other Golden Door reps feel like, oh, like if you've done it once, you've made it. You're a Golden Door rep whether it's in recruiting or whatever. And I think there's definitely value. Like, okay, you've done it. You're at that caliber. You can add that level of value to people. Um, And I think that probably mentally there's a part of me psychologically two summers ago that was like, oh, like, and I think I sold like 455K or something two summers ago, which is still like a good summer. It's just not like crazy or anything. Yeah, it's a little shy of the mark. For sure. And, And I think just going into this year is like, I want to prove to myself to my guys, it's like, I'm not a one-hit wonder. It's not a, it wasn't a fluke, but it's like, you know, I'm just going to go out. And I didn't really put too much, like, pressure on myself. It was more of like, okay, like, you know what, I'm going to go out. I'm going to show up for my team day in, day out. And I think just the team being the biggest why, it's like, go, I'm going to show up for the guys, work really hard. And so really by the end of August, it's like, I had hit it. And um, it was like, it was definitely a focus all summer, but it's like, I think if you put too much pressure on yourself of like, I need to sell this much, it makes it really hard. Yeah. But it's like, okay, show up for the guys, have big days. I can't expect XYZ rookie to go out and have a big day if I can't go out and work hard too. Yeah, leading from the front. For sure. So um, obviously there was a little bit of a mindset shift between uh, when your first Golden Door happened, uh, the year you didn't hit it, and then this year. What do you Mm -hmm. think was like the number one factor in that mindset shift? Yeah. I think probably the number one factor is just like it's I decided like and I've the way I want to live my life is I want to keep pursuing excellence. It's like I don't want to be just like, you know, casual or okay with having one big year, whether that's earnings or investing or being a good husband for one year or and I think it was just a shift of like regardless of what I did this last summer, it was like, okay, like I wanna be the type of leader that has like the total respect and admiration of like the guys I work for Mm -hmm. and not, I think relying on past success to like carry me. So I think that shift is like, okay, it's like every day you got to show up. And I think that created a lot of more like motivation and drive this year that, and last year it's like the year before I still way motivated and worked hard, but I think there was a different like edge to it this year. For sure. And I think like I've interviewed several golden door winners by this point, interviewed several from the grit Uh and like always the common theme is like the why is not the money. Yep. 
How do you keep your wife from not being that? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think, like, I think step one is like, you know, if you're out there and you've made you've made great money and it's July, it's easy to get casual and think like, oh, like I've already made this. I'm totally set. I can travel. I can do this. I can have you know this investment opportunity or whatever. I think it's like it's detaching from the money. I think just not thinking about it. It's like. I like, I don't think about, oh, I sold, you know, I sold 15K today, so I made X amount in like earnings. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's, I think it's just more about competing and being your best self than it is like dollar amount. Because the irony is like often when you think about money, like as you've seen too, you've done door to door, it's Mm -hmm. like you have the hard days where it's so easy to be like, you know what, like I made this many thousands of dollars, I don't care. That person was rude, like I'm done, I'm like going home. Where instead, if it's like, hey, like, I want to be the best version of me, my success is measured by my work ethic and my commitment. It's like the dollars are going to come because I'm going to maximize my, like, input. Yeah. So it's just shifting the focus of, like, okay, my success is input, which also helps, too, because it's like we've all, anyone that's ever done door-to-door has for sure had a day where they haven't sold. Or you go from having a really big day, you go out and you sell 8, 9, 10 plus, and then the next day is sometimes, like, slower. Sometimes it's just how it happens. Yeah. And like, I think the goal for me is it's like, I want to feel just as successful and just as like good about myself. If I leave a hundred percent out there and I sell 10, 15 or more, or if I go out there and I sell zero, one, two, because if I just, if I just force, not force is probably the wrong word. If I focus on inputs day in, day out, I'm going to have the production. I'm going to sell. And then it's going to be a big earnings year too. For sure. It sounds like, you know, relentless effort is a really big yeah. aspect of this for you. It's like, let's totally. leave everything out on the table uh, just so, you know, we can walk away with a clear conscience that we gave it our all. Yeah. So how have you been able to develop that work ethic over the years? Yeah. Um, I think there's, there's a few things that help. It, it's a choice, first of all, like, you know, who do I want to be? How do I want to live my life? There's a lot of people that, you know, are on that wave. And there's a lot of people that aren't. And I find like when I surround myself with a lot of people that are like, hey, like I want to, I want to be great. I want to pursue my potential. It's it's pretty contagious and it's a lot easier to, to mirror that, you mm-hmm. know. And you've seen that as well too. And like Sam and being around Sam is very high energy, very motivational. And you can see in the team here as well, that same kind of thing. Um, so I think just surrounding myself with people that push me, like John Taylor, my rookie year, he sold a thousand accounts. And it's like, okay, like if that guy, if he's doing a thousand, so he's selling six to eight on average and, you know, big days he's going out and doing 15 plus and a small day is doing four. Like if he's doing that, like there's more in the tank for me. So I think that's like the biggest thing. Find, find people you want to be like and you want to have similar results as them Mm -hmm. and mirror that where if you told me in 2018, it's like I would have gotten a golden door and I'd like the equivalent of the award that John Taylor got is like, dude, like, no way. That's like a recruiting, you know, tagline or whatever. It's like, I'm doing this for one year and I'm going to go do accounting. But um, being by people that push you and then too, it's just, it's, it's the why, right? Of like, yeah, like, you know, what do you want in your life? Um, what's the cost? Pay the price. I think that's one thing I got from Bob Nielsen. He's one of the owners of um, Greenix. It's like, what do you want in your life? And I think even bigger than door to door, it's like, you know, do you want to be fit? It's like, do you want to be healthy? Do you want to be, you know, a good student? 
you know, if you want to be a good student, you got to study. If you want to sell at a high level, then it's like input, input, input. Input, input, input. I, I think, and, you know, kind of from my experience, what I've seen, there's not really such a thing as laziness per se. Because it takes energy and it takes work to not work. Yeah. Um, the guy that's sitting on the curb or walking at the gas station, he's putting in work. He's sure. putting in mental energy. It's just in. to the wrong thing. And I think a lot of times guys like that don't see themselves as worthy of success. How have you been able to frame your mindset to be worthy of that success? Yeah. Um, I think like the success comes, it's, you know, I'm a big believer in the law of attraction of you attract what you are. And um, there's a great series show on Netflix, The Secret. It's a little kooky. I don't know. Have you seen that? No, no. It's, I need to check that it's, out. It's a vibe. Is it based um, on the book? Yeah, I think it is. Okay. Um, and the law of attraction, I think probably a lot of people listening understand, but the the essence is thoughts are things, you're a magnet. And everything that's in your life currently, right now, it's there because of who you are, the way you lived your life, what you've thought about, who you've become, and you've attracted that. And I think like success, it doesn't happen by accident. Um, there's no scenario where it's like, oh, like I got success and it's like, I don't, maybe I don't deserve it. I think successful people, it's like you, you think it, you want it, you believe it, you become it, and then you do it. Where in, like I played basketball growing up and I got cut in seventh grade. I was on the practice team in eighth grade. Ninth grade, I kind of played. Tenth grade, started JV. Eleventh grade, sat the bench half the year. And then 12, then senior year, I like started varsity every game and like played a lot. Um, and like when I was in middle school, I like visualized. And I'm like, like I want to start varsity. Like I want to be like good at basketball. Um, and like... I had that crystal clear image in my mind and that's who I thought of myself as where when I got cut, it's like, what the heck? Like, I'm way better than these guys. Like I already saw myself there. Yeah. And it was, it was a grind. It took a lot of work to get there. But then when I realized that goal and then when I was playing, it was like, cool. Like I've actually like become this. And it's like, I, I was a varsity player even when I was sitting the bench on like JV or on varsity before. So I think with like selling too, it's like I've, visualize and see myself as like, cool, I am successful and I'm going to succeed as a high level. I remember as a rookie writing down affirmations in my journal every morning. And it's like, you know what, like I am this person and I'm going to, if I want to be a golden door rep, what would a golden rep, like what does a morning routine look like? What does, you know, health look like? How do I treat my spouse? How do I treat others? How do I treat my guys? How do I respond to, you know, I have a tough day in the doors where it's like you show up to the area and it's like, I'm like the third, fourth guy there in a very short time span. And it's like not an ideal circumstance. So I think just trying to focus on like, okay, who am I as a person? Who am I becoming? Then you attract the success. And because it's like you've been that person the whole time, when it happens, you're like, oh, like I saw this moment. I'm like worthy of it. Wow. And uh, guys, if you're uh, just listening to this, the mic totally just dropped. Um, <laughs> perfect uh, there's a small fire starting in this little studio um, but um, thank you man that's that's powerful um, so let me ask you this with when it comes to the golden door what does it mean to you to have a golden door award yeah um, it's really special I feel like it's it's one of those things where it's like you either do the golden door or you don't like there's not an award for being a thousand K short or a hundred K short 
or mm-hmm. there's no silver door award no it's like, bronze like, door hey award. Like, you almost got it like good job buddy um the classic getting bud or pal on the doors um like it's it's you look back and it's like okay you know 650k is a lot of revenue to sell and there's it's crazy there's guys that even sell double golden doors too Zach Seeger, we're looking at you. Zach Seeger, shout out. Brock Grieve, Corbin Hansen. It's Corbin Hansen's going to do it here. Um, actually, no, he already finished it. He did it this last week. Just crazy. Monsters. Second year. Um, Golden Doors first year, which is nuts. But it's like, um, it's a sense of like, cool. I had a really big goal this summer where I think everyone that does Golden Door has the thought to like, do I really care? Like, do I want to do this? Like, well, it's just an artificial number. Like, does it really matter? Like, I can have a big summer and not do it, which it's like, I think a lot of times, like when we have thoughts like that, it's us giving us an excuse, like not to push and do it. Like um, Bennett Hayron, like he's going to hit Golden Door this next week. And like at the end of the summer, I think he was a little bit, I'm not sure exactly the number, so don't quote me on it. I think he's a little bit beneath 550K. And for a lot of guys, you finish August and guys are going home and it's like, you have $100,000 revenue to do. That can like be pretty daunting. And pretty easy to be like, yeah, I don't care. It's a big year. I made good money. I'll run it back next year. So, but it, the feeling of accomplishing it and being done, like it was, I remember like the day, I remember the deal. I remember the person that I like talked to. And it was like, dude, like I like, I feel this sense of like fulfillment of I accomplished my goal. And you can have that same feeling without doing Golden Door. You know, yeah. the rookie that says I'm going to go out and do 200K and does 200k I think can have the same exact feeling of of a vet that's like I want to do 500 or 600 or 700 or whatever yeah but because it was so important to me and I'm like this is my goal this is what I want to do it a sense of like I did it like I I actually went out what I told myself what I really like wanted to do yeah and it's really the feeling that we chase it's uh Mm -hmm. um you know it's never the actual accomplishment that we want it's what how do we feel and for sure. We, we want to feel what accomplished. We want to feel important. We want to feel yeah. like we did something that was really hard. Um, and that those feelings overcome every challenge, basically, that's thrown yeah. um, during the time frame if, if the why is strong enough. Yeah. So talk to me about some of the obstacles that you had this summer. Like, what did you have to overcome in order to yeah. get here? Great question. Um, I mean, I remember starting out in Chicago. It was so cold. At the in, I started I think mid-April, and there was like snow, hail. I like I I hate being cold. I think most people don't like being cold, but I would wear like sweats underneath my pants, and I'd wear like long sleeve, long sleeve, sweater, jacket, jacket, coat, gloves. Oh, so it's cold. Beanie. There's a couple of days which is randomly like. <laughs> Chicago, what do you, like, be warm. When I first got there, it was, like, 70. I literally got sunburned oh. first three days. And then there's, like, this huge, the next month, it's, like, cold and rainy a little bit. And I'm, like, This wind's coming heavens. from Michigan, Lake Michigan. That's right. And I grew up in Ohio, so that's, you know, that's home turf out there. But it's, like, it's, like, okay, that was cold, a lot of non-ideal weather conditions, you know. Same as, as everyone deals with, right? You're knocking with competition, I remember Memorial Day. It's and Memorial Day is a really big day in, for all of sales. Of course. And getting there, and it's like cool. There were two other companies that were just there, and it's like, well, like it's just gonna be a grind. And that day was like one of my bigger days, and in the summer, and it was just like, I think just time and time again, I've realized like, okay, 
you choose to like be successful or not and to let obstacles either be a reason for success where if I'm knocking behind a lot of other companies and it's like, cool, I've got opportunities for switchovers. If they knock there this year, they knock there last year. That means there's, there's companies, there's bandwagon, people here see value in pest control. So it's like, and if it's cold, it's like, cool, perfect, bugs are going inside, people are going to respect the grind. If it's rainy, like, and this is how I've like trained my brain to think over the years of a lot of times guys look at the rain and the default thought is, oh, this sucks. Like, it's going to be cold. Like, maybe I'm not going to knock today. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll do it like tomorrow. Where like, and I, I still have doubts. I still have, you know, negative thoughts, just like anyone. It's like anyone that's done Golden Door, sometimes we put them on a pedestal and we're like, oh, like, they're not human. But like, it's like we all go through the same stuff, if not like worse, when you're trying to produce at a high level. Yeah. But looking at the rain, it's like, cool. I'm actually glad it's raining because people are going to respect my hustle. The rain's going to make the bugs go inside. And it's like people stay inside. They don't want to go to a park when it's rainy. So I'm going to talk yeah. to my like decision makers. Um, I've felt like anxiety. It's like I've had struggles with OCD in my life too. I've, I've gone to therapy and still pursuing therapy and just wanting to have like a healthy mind. Um, I've had like the end of the summer. It's I think my first day of the summer, I sold 10 this last year. I threw up in the morning from like nerves. The second morning I threw up in the sink. That was sick. And this is this Fine. last summer. This summer. Yeah. yeah. And it's like I've I've sold like a lot of accounts. I've done this for a long time. But it's the same doubts come of like I feel like every summer I get there and I'm like, can I do this? And it's like you have yeah. to choose like I can do this. I've done it before. I'm going to do it. People are counting me. I'm going to show up. At the end of the summer when I was getting closer to Golden Door, I think the start of August is like as like 600, 620. The deals sometimes become more daunting because I feel like I was thinking more of like, okay, I need to get to 650K, I need to get to 650K, I need to sell this amount, this amount. And like, there was a couple of days where I, like my, my tech that was with me, I didn't even know he was like there. I was like, he was teching a job. I was like on my Segway. I was like, I don't feel very good. I like went over, threw up by my car. And then I like kept going and my tech pulled up. He's like, dude, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. He's like, you just threw up. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> and like, you know, there, I'm sure there's things I could have done to like manage potentially like mental health and experience less pressure there. But yeah. it's like, I felt the pressure. I felt, you know, you're, there's reps that are struggling where it's like, I like, I really care about like my guys. I think most leaders do too. Where if I say, hey, come trust your summer in me. Like there was a guy that, he's my neighbor, Joseph Greenwood, that he was going to come out with me. And then there's another company that was recruiting him. And I was like, dude, Joseph, like, if nothing else outside of all the numbers or anything, it's like, dude, I will show up for you every day. And it's like, you can, you can bet on me. And so it's like, there's, you feel sometimes all this pressure, like, well, my guys need me to do Golden Door to like be that guy for them. And I got to do it. And I know I'm going to do it. But what if I have a slow day or whatever? So anyways, between weather or anxiety or, you know, throwing up on the concrete or in the gas station bathroom, it's like, it's, it's not smooth sailing. And it's just deciding, I want my goal more than, you know, I care about how maybe uncomfortable I feel. Yeah. And the perception plays an, an enormous part of that. Yeah. Because a lot of new guys might perceive, like, that anxiety is like, oh, well, like, I need a mental health day. Or, yeah. like, I need, like, yeah, um, yeah. I, I need to go to the gas station. I need to take a break or, or something like that. But, sure. like, again, it's it's the perception of of your why, your goal, and then who you are, your identity. Yeah. Over-encompasses all of it. Which, I mean, guys, 
he's dealing with the exact same thing as everyone. We, the nerves, the, the guys that need help, um, all of it. And even sometimes as a leader, we choose not to see the problems that they're dealing with, but there truly are like no excuses in this. Yeah. And I, I'd often tell myself too, cause I think it's so good for rookies to realize like, okay, cool. The top guy, like, Hey, it's hard for him too. I think sometimes you see guys selling a lot. You're like, Oh dude, it's, he shows up. There's seven people just waiting for Alec with the credit card. Like, hey, like, there's the bug guy. Hey, the, like, we heard you're going to come by. Like, here you go. Yeah. Or it's like, dude, every day is a battle. And it doesn't have to be just, like, miserable. And I'm, I'm such a big proponent of, like, take care of yourself, right? But I've always found for me, because like you were saying, some guys think, oh, like, I need, like, a mental health day. I think that kind of thing for me would make it, like, substantially harder. Because I tell myself, dude, don't think, just work. Don't think, just work. Don't think, just work. And then it's like, I'm talking to this door. Cool. If they buy, sick. If not, sick. I don't care. Like, I'm going on, like, the next one. Yeah. And learning to be mindful, present. And because I found when I take time off, you once you give yourself the out of, like, you know, if I have a hard day, I can quit. You show up the next day, and now it's like, your last memory is, oh, yesterday, I just quit. Yesterday was hard. I got resistance. I said, like, see ya. I'm out of here. I'm on the curb. I'm at the gas station. I'm in my car. I'm going home. Where it's like... Your, your, your confidence, I learned this from Parker Anderson, it's like confidence, there's a lot of non-neutrality. Your confidence is either going up or it's going down. It doesn't stay the same. So you start giving yourselves out where it's like, okay, it's one thing. It's like if you're like dying and you're like sick, like, like get, get better. Sure. Sometimes you have to turn down to like turn up. And like there's a day this summer where it's like I was just like in a really bad like health spot where it's like, cool, I need to go get like antibiotics or I'm going to like keep getting like worse. But like for a lot of the things that we experience, it's like you're way better off leaning into it when it's hard. Don't run from it when it's hard because then you're teaching yourself, hey, when it gets hard, I push through. When it gets hard, I push through. And then you start having momentum where, yeah, maybe you're not going to have your biggest days every day. But now you're creating momentum where it's like, yeah, even if I sold two today, go, cool, I've got momentum for tomorrow because like law of averages, I know if I sold two today, like that's a 15 day tomorrow. And then if tomorrow ends up being a two day, it's like sick, like I'm due for a 20 day. Or it's like, dude, like, regardless of what I'm due for or not, I'm just proud of how I'm working when it's hard. And then you have breakthroughs and you have success as opposed to, I, I've seen a lot of guys, it's like, oh, dude, I want to go out and do six. I'm going to go out and do six today. They're at two by five o'clock. They don't believe they can do six anymore. They're like, I quit. Mm-hmm. And then it's this emotional roller coaster as opposed to, like, just steady, like, work ethic each day. Yeah, steady Eddie. That's what we always like to say. Steady Eddie. Steady Eddie. That's right. Um, so... Um, now let's kind of go into how does one build up that kind of mental callus in preparing for the summer, especially because, you know, a very common trend among all Golden Door winners now is they know for a fact, like, crap's going to hit the fan. They know for a fact things are going to go wrong, but they're prepared beforehand with uh, their, their response. You know, Stephen R. Covey talks about their stimulus and response, and then there's a space between to choose what that response will be. Um, how do we mentally, or how does one mentally prepare themselves for those hard choices? Yeah, that's such a good question. I think the first part, like, like you said too, is just understanding that of like the bigger your goal, the more things you want out of your life, out of the summer, out of sales, the more you're going to have to like deal with along the way. And it's like, if you want to sell a hundred accounts, you're going to deal with a lot less like pushback than if you want to sell 400, 500, 600, 700 plus. 
So I think it's one, understanding that and bracing for it. And then two, it's like, okay, if you want to be the type of person that pushes through when it's hard in the summer, finding things that are hard before the summer to do too. Um, like we started 75 hard recently, my wife and I, and like that's been like awesome pushing us. And like I've really, that's even been just like in the last week of like, okay, like I want to be, I want to be a strong person. I want to be like an example in my in my fitness in my life or you know i know a lot of guys do cold plunges it's like i hate cold water like i hate <laughs> it with a passion and then mckay your your high school buddy mckay roberts he's got a cold plunges in his garage and a couple weeks ago i like did a couple there and i'm like i actually like i like this feeling and i felt like more empowered and which i think a lot of times it's easy to hear stuff like oh dude do hard things you know do cold plunge do this or that and like it's kind of like kooky. How does me getting in cold water translate to me clothing someone switching over from XYZ company? But it's like being like developing and callousing your mind, like workout, run, push yourself, do cold plunges, read books, grow in your knowledge, find ways that like you grow as a person where I think success breeds success. If you're successful in like one area of your life, in sales, I think it can translate to success in other areas, you know, whether that's getting mentally healthier or physically healthier. Yeah, absolutely. Because the goal behind everything is momentum. For sure. I feel like that's like the secret sauce really yeah, yeah. to hitting big numbers is it is, is uh, confidence and momentum. Yeah. Um, and if we don't establish that beforehand, um, it makes it a lot harder when the crap hits the pan for sure. Way harder. Yeah. So... Um, let's say hypothetically here, you just signed a brand new rookie rep. He's mm -hmm. green as can be. Green. And he just tells you, he's like, look, man, I want to hit that golden door first year. What are yeah. you telling him? What's like, what's your process? Yeah. Um, there's a lot, right? And everyone's, everyone's different. I think it's like, if I'm a rookie starting out, it's like, cool, do hard things and push yourself now and understand that the summer is a mental battle more than it's like anything else. And, and the skill matters. Like, I feel like for, for me, right, with when I shifted to the grit and was in a little bit different environment and training, I went from selling 402 accounts the year before to 876 accounts that year. And it was like, skill-wise, it got a lot better. So it's like, take training seriously. Mm -hmm. But like, you have to, I think one of the biggest things, rookies, because I think training in the whole industry has leveled up big time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of companies have really emphasized that, which is like really good for everyone. But I, I think the rookie needs to own, like, my success is my success. Whether or not my manager or, like, the trainer or whatever does his part, it's like, I'm going to figure it out. And just having the mindset of it's like, it's up to me. I'm going to figure out no matter what happens. Means then you're in the summer, you have a slow day. It's like, instead of blaming your manager, blaming area, blaming weather, it's like, you know what? Like, I probably need to get better at switchovers. Like, I'm going to go watch the training video. I'm going to go practice it on my own. It's like. That's what I had to do, I'm guessing, too, when you were a rookie, too. It's, that's, you know, years ago, that's kind of what a lot of company culture was. Um, and in some ways, that produces really elite results because when you own it, you're going to be a lot more successful. So own it. Find people, like, you know, if you want to sell at a Golden Door level, it's going to make it a lot easier, whether that's your rookie year or future years. Surround yourself with people that have done it. Emulate the habits that they have and, like, start trying to think of like, hey, what does a golden rep me look like? Or what is a, or whatever your goal is, what is a 200 account me look like? 
think about that, make a plan, and then execute it, and then be flexible to change because, you know, crap's going to hit the fan. Nothing always goes how you plan it. But yeah. if you always own your results and it's like I'm 100% accountable for everything that happens in my life, then you're also able to, like, fix it. You start blaming other people or other situations, then it's like it could be good, it could be bad, and it's totally out of your control, and now you've got a 50-50 shot at being great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, dude, I wanted to shift a little bit to um, DDDCon coming up. Yeah. January 25th through the 27th. So, yeah. uh, how... Be there. This is your... How many years have you been at DDDCon? Um, this would be my second. Second year. Yeah. Okay, so you're there the year you won the Golden Door, uh -huh. and then now you're coming back this year. Yeah. Um, what are you most looking forward to with DDDCon? Yeah, I think it's just cool how the space levels up every year where the standard of excellence gets higher, where mm -hmm. more companies have more Golden Door reps. There's there's awesome speakers at Door to Door Con too. Like um, E.T., Eric Thomas came a couple years ago. I don't know if he came yeah. last year or not. He's a boss. Um, but like just I think having and seeing it's like, okay, cool. Like there's more and more guys that are doing this. Like it's so possible for like everyone to do. I think that being around that environment and being around so many people that have had success is like it lights a fire within people that want to be great of it's like hey all these guys and gals like shout out to kayleen johnson did 700k this year i think top female rep ever heck yeah she's coming in too she's coming in too yeah, yeah we were talking awesome. yesterday she was in chicago as well but um like you see all these people that are great and performing at a high level, it's like, okay, cool. Instead of just, it'd be one thing, say there's like one dude on the stage for like all the companies, it's like, mm -hmm. okay, I guess like that guy's a freak. But like, <laughs> then you see all these different industries, all these different people, like in all different shapes and sizes are being great. It's like, wow, like it's so possible and it's not a one-off. I just need to find ways to do what they did. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like truly the coolest thing about DDDCon for me is like we all take off our hats yeah. And we all are just on the same team. Yeah. Like I've been saying this in every podcast. It's like we all just come together and like, hey, we're doing this weird thing where yeah. we're knocking doors, but we make an unusual amount of money for doing it. And yeah. we can just bond over that. Yeah, yeah. And we're just like brothers in this, uh -huh. you know? And then uh, it's like, you know, an alarm rep, a solar rep or something like network with like these golden door winners. It's for like sure. the, the principles are all the same, guys. Yeah. It's like, whether I'm selling bug juice, whether I'm selling solar, whether I'm selling roofs, it's like the mindset is all the same. And the yeah. identity and the culture, all of it is uh, synergistically combined together. And I think that's what a lot of people miss the bigger picture on, especially with D2DCon. They think, oh, well, like, yeah. my guys are going to get recruited or, oh, like, you know, it's it, Sam's blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> in reality, it's like, you know, put, put down your ego yeah. and, like, you know, quit saying like, oh, well, my company is the only company. It's the best company. And, the only and true company. Learn from yeah. people. Learn from everyone else. Learn from people like Alec, who's uh, dropping bombs. Uh, it, it's, it's powerful what you can learn when you humble yourself. It is. And the, the key to, um, you know, really, truly learning something is, and, and the key to having influence is being able to be influenced as well. Being, to have those listening skills. And I think DDDCon is a great place for that. Um, we're super excited to have you on stage this year. It's going to be absolutely wild. Uh, you know, 30 plus grit people there. So, 
Um, let's do like a big crowd surf or something. It'll be super oh, 100%. fun. I think you should be surfing through the crowd for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I know. I'm like friends with all of you guys now. It's, right. it's been fun getting you all, all on the podcast. We'll, we'll do something. It'll be a good time. But cool. anyways, yeah, don't forget January 25th through the 27th, D2D Con in Salt Lake City, Utah. Alec, do you have any like parting words for the industry? Yeah. Um, first, like, thanks for being here. It was, it's, it's an honor and I'm grateful to be here. I think just like pursue excellence and, and be great, but you, ha- you have to do it for you and for your people and, and find your why. If, if you have a really crystal clear idea of what you want in your life, I think things will align. Like when I was a kid, I, I grew up, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I know I want to be a dad eventually. I want to make good money. I want to be flexible. I want to have freedom. I want to like have impact. I want to problem solve. And I was planning on being an accountant, which is for anyone who wanted to be an accountant, is a great field. Um, but like for me, I didn't feel like it fulfilled those things. And because I really knew what I wanted, I took an opportunity within door to door. And it's like I look at my life now and the people in it. It's like it's I couldn't have drawn it up better. So. Figure out what you want, find people that align with your vision and they're gonna push you and it's gonna put yourself in a spot to succeed. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for coming on, everybody. This has been a Golden Door Deep Dive. Thanks for tuning in and tune in next week.